0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. This clip from Corinne Jean Pierre has been played numerous times, but I don't think it's ever been broken down like this because I don't think anybody else actually heard what it is that was being said. What you heard is what she has been fed by a whole bunch of people who work at the universities who shouldn't be educating your kids. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what is going on? Oh, I have so much to tell you. I, I've, I've already talked about some of it. I'll get to it in, in in a little bit. Some things going on. Nutty, nutty. But this from Corinne Jean-Pierre is one of the most amazing twists and turning pieces about failing to recognize the moment that you will ever hear. This piece from Corinne Jean-Pierre states quite clearly that any other thing you've heard from Corinne Jean-Pierre is just an aberration especially when it comes to Israel, when it comes to Hamas, when it comes to Jew hate, anti-Semitism. People, they, they throw that around and we all know what it means, but let's discuss what we're discussing just for a, a, a moment. After this past weekend, don't we understand that the college system in the United States has developed students who want Jews dead? Isn't that clear and obvious? Because I think that that's clear and obvious. And we shouldn't pretend and we shouldn't fund those schools and universities. Stop donating your money to them. Donate your money the only place your money should really be donated. Donate it to me. Cigars will be purchased, bourbon will be had, the truth will be discussed. People will learn, and they'll grow together. They may even fall in love. Next thing you know, they're making babies. Well, that's that's what we do here. We help people make babies. That's the kind of show that we've got. All right, I might have been a little bit uh, self-indulgent there, but uh, I'll take it. This was Corinne Jean-Pierre two weeks ago.
1: Well, there have been some members of Congress who have called for a ceasefire and they have not gone as far as uh, backing the administration's call for support for Israel. So look, uh, I've seen some of those statements this weekend uh, and we're going to continue to be very clear. We believe they're wrong. Uh, We believe they're repugnant and we believe they're disgraceful. Uh, our, Our condemnation belongs squarely with terrorists who have brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. Uh, There can be no equivocation about that. There are not two sides here. There are not two sides. Uh,
0: I'm going to stop it right there. That was unbelievably strong. Remarkably strong. Basically telling uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, Congress uh, members from Michigan and Minnesota respectively, that, wow, you people are really bigots. We're going to have no part of that. It squarely explains that Hamas is a terrorist organization. And of course, Hamas goes after Israel because they want dead Jews. Israel wiped off the map. This is their charter. This is what they believe. This is who they are. And as we have seen from the university set and all these free Palestine rallies, can we stop? First of all, Palestine, where are you talking about? Secondly, you mean dead Jews. You think Hamas is right. You think Israel's an occupier. You don't know how to look at a map. You don't have an understanding of history. Not liking Israeli policy. Thinking that there should be more of a carve out here or there. That would be one thing. But you don't think Israel should exist. That's reality. So let's, we've discussed this. Let's leave that there on the side. Let's get back to Corinne Jean-Pierre. You just heard her say, there aren't two sides. This was her just the other day. His level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in
1: Israel. So, a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats, uh, and so uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look,
0: what do you mean you haven't seen credible threats? You haven't seen the the graffiti "Death to Jews." You haven't seen the social media posts hitler was right you hitler should have finished the job you haven't seen the number of people who've gotten fired for their, for their radical do you hate you haven't seen the rallies all across the country free palestine and 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 it's just the beginning gaza's just the beginning you haven't you haven't seen any of that you have this woman in in detroit who was stabbed to death, to death sorry this woman is 40 years old uh and uh, she's stabbed to to, to to death and of course they're telling me no evidence that it was uh motivated by anti-semitism okay she just got stabbed to death she's somebody who works with all the lefty causes no I wouldn't have liked this woman politically she didn't deserve to die there's 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 no you already know the answer do you do you know who who, who did it Certainly put a lot of Jews on notice. So so first and, and, and foremost, there are multiple threats. And if you want the most credible threat, look at the 1,400 dead Israelis at the, hand of, at the hands of paragliding Hamas. The stories that are told about what Hamas was doing, the videos that now the IDF is putting out from Hamas, from their body-worn cameras, so you know Because there are people out there saying, well, this didn't really happen. This wasn't really Hamas. This wasn't really a thing. This was, this is just propaganda. It's like Holocaust denial all over again. You think you're done. They're not done with you. This is my message to liberal Jews all the time. Did you think your liberalism was going to save you? I told you it wouldn't. You didn't want to listen to me? Okay. Now listen to the facts on the ground and let's start working a plan where we stay alive and the free and thinking people of the world stay alive and we get rid of these terrorist bastards once and for all and maybe we have some peace and the people who live in Gaza could actually, in a generation or two, lead a normal life. It's going to take a while to, to get this, this madness that they've been taught out of them and certainly not every person in Gaza believes that way. But far too many do. This is why Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, presidential candidate, is so very right. That you can't be uh, saying, oh, the refugees come to the United States. Oh, no, 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 no. That's crazy town. So start with uh, the fact that there are indeed, uh, there, there is indeed credible threats as I view it out there. But then Corinne Jean-Pierre goes into this.
1: I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their
0: communities. Whoa! The question from the reporter, quote, what's the level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel? And the answer from Corinne Jean-Pierre, who just two weeks ago said there aren't two sides, is discussing about a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks on Muslims? And that Biden is understanding that many Muslim Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about hate being directed at their communities. Jews are worried about their existence. And certainly the free and thinking people are worried that Hamas, a terrorist organization funded by Iran, might actually get away with it. What, what Muslim hate are you talking about? Are you talking about the six-year-old? Yeah, that was disgusting. Six-year-old in Illinois that was stabbed to death. It's absolutely disgusting. It's disgusting. By his landlord, who looks like a homeless person. There's going to be a day of rage from from uh, from Hamas. Uh, I have to kill the six-year-old that lives in the apartment his mother rents. You, you won't get me to ever condone that. But you can't get me to condone. This insanity from Corinne Jean-Pierre.
1: Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities, and that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. And so, uh, one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, homeland security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim uh, Arab Americans, or or any other communities. And that is something that the president has sought to do and. And since day one, as you know, the president ran on on um, on, you know, bringing commun- protecting communities, obviously, but bringing people together, the soul, uh, uh, protecting the soul of the nation.
0: At this moment, she just sounds ridiculous. Why can't you say. That Jews are under attack. On this show, on my other show, in video, on television, I've discussed the fact that Christians get mocked and abused on a regular basis because it's easy to do. The very first political theory I ever came to was the enemy of least resistance. People don't mock Muslims because the radical Muslims, different, of course, will cut off your head, if you will, For naming a teddy bear Mohammed. The teacher didn't get her head cut off. I believe uh, she just got uh, physically attacked. The people who got their heads cut off were the people in London. The people who got destroyed for for daring to draw a cartoon were the people who were writing and and printing uh, Charlie Hebdo. In France. That's what happens if you step out of line. Christians, ah, oh, they won't do anything. They'll turn the other cheek. They'll pray for you. Bunch of wimps. Make fun of them. It's cool. I mean, we, we've seen this play out numerous times. and I've always been opposed to it. I think, I think it's nonsense. But this is Corinne Jean-Pierre and the Democratic Party unwilling to state that when it comes to this conversation, it is about Jews under attack. Nope. She has to bring everything else into it. That's why this whole conversation, oh, the the anti-Islam hate after September 11th. No. No, we actually went out of our way to ensure that wasn't the case. There were definitely people. You can point to me moments. You cannot point to me an epidemic. You cannot point to me something that lasted. What you can point to me to, what you can point me to is more people who tried to engage in outreach and wanted to bring people together. Now, this brings up a whole other conversation regarding the failures of faith leaders all across the country. All those multi-faith uh, coalitions, interfaith coalition, the coalition of this and that, and they all got together to said, we oppose racism and we oppose bigotry and we oppose what's happening to this group and, oh, isn't this terrible? And then they got into gun rights and this and that. Oh, and the border, we shouldn't have kids in cages And then the Jews got slaughtered and these people went quick, quick, quiet. No statements. Nothing. You get the Islamic Society of North America. You get the Council of American Islamic Relations. All they want to talk about is what they're doing in Gaza. Why not condemn Hamas? Wait, you down with that? Nah. You down with that? Why not condemn Hamas right from the quick? Why not do it and then just stick with that? If Hamas was gone, everything would be better. But nope, they didn't do that. Like the university presidents didn't do that. A bunch of cowards, moral cowards. Despicable, despicable. Despicable. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, after having said it two weeks ago, there aren't two sides, want you to know that you're right. We only focus on this thing and that other thing. Yeah, whatever. Your question about anti-Semitism, let me tell you where the real problem is. That's a lot, a lot of hate. And Jews better grow up and better realize it. You gotta change the way you act, you gotta change the way you prepare. You got to change the way you vote and not just Jews, although that's the group I'm talking to right there, but anybody who wants a free society that lasts, you got to change your mindset. You got to change your preparation. You're going to have to change your friends probably because some of these people just aren't worth being friends with. And then, and then, and then, you got to change who you vote for. that starts now. I'll get more and more into it in the days and weeks ahead. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. So, yes, it is true. I have jury duty. (laughs) Duty. Tony Katz. Tony Katz Today. Oh, oh, it's the worth the joke. It really is. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. So, I, I'm as surprised as anybody, but uh, I, you know, I, I'm a believer in in, in my civic duty. Um, I can't believe that I got selected. I, I, I actually was like uh, uh, to to the people in charge. Uh, are you sure? I wrote a letter. I'm like, are you sure? This, this is a. Here it is. Here it is. You know, there, there's only so much you can say when you're, when you're on, a, on a jury because you don't want to do anything to to mess it up. And I, and I do believe, I, I truly do believe uh, in, in the civic responsibility. I, I, I absolutely do. Uh, the issue for me in this was um, what they, they believe might be the, the time frame, which is um, intense to say the least in terms of uh, the amount of time. And so I, I did have a, a back and forth with that. And I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm on the jury. Uh, I it, it, it happened, right? What are the odds? I've never been called to jury duty before in my life. This never happens, never come up. Except I was thinking about it like maybe there is one time. And then I, I responded, you know, just like you're supposed to, right? You get the you get the form or whatever it is, you respond to it, you do it online, you fill it in, you send it back. And that was the last I'd heard of it. But no. No no I'm 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 in it. So so what does that mean for us? Uh it means that I I have to do some pre-recording of, of the show. What I, what I said was is that this is going to be a very this is all going to be a very hard undertaking. Um but I'm not willing to sacrifice what what's been built here, what we do together. I'm I am i am not. And and if it means I've got to burn the candles at both ends for a while, that's it. That's what it means, and 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 people sacrifice all sorts of things, you know, to, to, to serve in the way uh, ways that they do. And I, I think jury duty is important. You show up, and and you want you want to be uh, judged by a jury of your peers, right? You don't want to be necessarily judged by the people only who were available. And 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 believe me, it's a hardship. Uh, and I'm not lying. Woo. Oh, this makes a lot of things rough. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big problem uh in terms of time and organization and, and how to do this and and you know at first you're like i i guess i'm not i'm not doing it. i guess i can't do the, the the midday show and then you're like i'm just going to give i'm just going to walk away from this I'm just going to be like well that was fun nah can't do that I couldn't I, can, I can't I can't just walk away so i'm like all right uh i, was, I said uh you sure and and i'm still on the journey so i guess i guess they're sure so i'm like all right all right, I I will uh, I'll have to adapt, I'll have to adapt, and it's gonna be rough. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be physically, mentally rough, uh, uh, of course. Uh, but so if if it sounds weird, and 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 stuff like that, if the show sounds weird. I get it, I understand it. I don't want it to be weird. Uh, but I, I think everybody will will understand. All right, he's doing this thing. He's doing both things, and 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 that's the way it is. And so sometimes it'll be all me. And then sometimes it'll be me, and and maybe there'll be some some people who who fill in. You hear Andrew Langer from time to time filling in. Always appreciate uh, him. You hear Guy Relford, Second Amendment Attorney, uh, filling in from time to time. Maybe you'll get pieces uh, of of him. You've heard Tony Kinnett and Ethan Hatcher uh, on the show uh, filling in from my home station WIBC. Maybe it'll be them in, in little pieces. Uh, I I get it. It's gonna be weird, but the the other choice was uh, walk. And uh, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. I'll do my part. I get selected. I do the thing, and and uh, and we keep talking and we keep sharing. That's my plan. I'm not. I'm not giving that up. I'm not walking away from that. No chance. No how. No way. So if things sound like, hey, that sounds a little different. Now you know why. Now you know why that is. And trust me, when everything's all said and done, uh, they say I can talk about it. So. I will. I promise you when it's all said and done, we'll have a nice long conversation if I'm capable of doing that. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today. So amongst all the stories about war and, of course, the war of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, it may not have been noticed by many that that 10-year Treasury note cracked 5% exactly as we said it was going to do. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Become a part of what we're doing over there. Subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate it. TonyKatz.com. The 10-year Treasury being the benchmark where you then set the, the, the numbers for the 30-year fixed mortgages. And the 30-year fixed mortgage, which we know is now living at 8%, and this is, this is the bank rate number from the other day, I mean, it's, it's the national average. The national average on a 30-year fixed is 8%, which is why anecdotally uh, I, I get stuff from Zillow and Redfin and Realtor all the time. Houses available in my area all the time. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stress reliever for me. I don't want to think anymore about the insanity of Corinne Jean-Pierre not being able to say that anti-Semitism exists because, you know, we're seeing a lot of anti-Muslim hate as well. What you're seeing is the desire of the progressives to eliminate Jews. Just saying what it is we're seeing. And if you're like, oh, that's not true, that's absolutely true. It's baked into the cake. Uh, Marxism is about uh, amongst many things when they talk about what what they do when they're, what they're in favor of, the, the, the Jews are out. The Jews are out. That's Marxism. And people who are who are um, you know they, they want to play make-believe, they want to play pretend they, they, they can. Oh, Tony, Karl Marx was Jewish. Does any of that matter? That's not an answer. That's some kind of, well, here, I have this little nugget of information. It disproves your theory. It doesn't disprove what's happening on college campuses all across the country. It doesn't disprove a dang thing. It doesn't disprove Harvard and Columbia and Stanford. And Lord only knows where else where they don't take a stand and say Hamas is a terrorist organization murdering Jews because of the blood that runs through their veins. Just saying. But we aren't talking about that. We're talking about this economy. I'm seeing price reductions on houses. Anecdotally, I'm seeing price reductions on homes. That is something. Because price reductions means the houses aren't moving. How could they move at 8%? I want to know when the price reduction becomes the standard. When does the price reduction become the standard in America never mind you can't afford a house but now you can't get your house sold people they were at least you know willing to sacrifice it all it's because they needed to get the house now it's now the number has hit a place where it doesn't work it does not work that um the housing uh is is uh starting to have a a downturn in housing starts and of course, as you, you follow people like Lance Lambert, formerly the editor, the real estate editor for Fortune Magazine, uh, that's what will precede a recession in the U.S. But as we've been talking about this this whole time, we're in it. I don't understand how people don't think we're in it. We are in it, and the bad things are coming, kitten. They're coming. I don't. What was the Dow down yesterday? I was out yesterday, as as you know, jury duty. Oh yeah. That that's that's happening. So there are times where you'll hear me where I'm actually like, you know, I'm doing my civic duty. I, I got called, I got selected, I'm doing the thing. I'm not going to tell you about the case or anything like that. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I'm telling you it, it, it might take a, a while. I, I, I might be doing this kind of weird thing for a while, but that's that's the way it goes. I, I'm not going to stop having the conversations. I'm going to do my job, right, uh, here. I'm going to do my part as, as, as a citizen and well, that's it. That's what I do. That's what you would do, I think. That's that's what I'm doing. Uh, so I think the market was down like 190 uh, ye- yesterday, but I, I think there's there's a, a bigger conversation, a- and and the bigger conversation is what comes from bad times, and what comes are opportunities, and and it's it's this great moment of of, of understanding that that one must. Really, really, really take a look at at, at themselves, take a look at these markets, take a look at their own finances and ask themselves, how do I create a better opportunity for myself? I'm not here to give you that answer because I can't. As I've said many, 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 many times, do not take financial advice from me. Oh, God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Whatever you do, don't do it. Yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. But I am somebody who does think that one should ask themselves these questions and then get the answers. One of the things I'm looking at is how Chevron just bought Hess. Maybe you don't know Hess. Growing up in New Jersey, Hess Hess oil, there's the green gas station. They have the, the trucks every year for Christmas. My, my grandparents, not my grandparents, my, my kids' grandparents used to get them for the first like nine, 10 years, these, these Hess trucks. And they're, they're actually pretty well made. And the lights work. It's got a trailer. And then one of them comes with a, it's like a helicopter. And then one's got like a built-in motorcycle. It was crazy. So they weren't transformers. They were just these trucks that this gas station would sell. It's, and 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 they were like super cool gifts. Chevron bought Hess for fifty three billion dollars, and Exxon just bought Pioneer Natural Resources for fifty nine point five billion dollars. The Hess purchase is an all stock one hundred seventy one dollars per share transaction. These things happen in these kinds of markets. I think that we're, and we've talked about where some of these opportunities have happened already. I think we're going to start seeing more of this. And within that, you might be asking yourself, well, what does that mean? Where is that an opportunity for me? That's kind of stuff I would ask you to start maybe looking at for yourself. Some people, and I want to say for the record, I think I'm one of these people, have said, I don't know what's going on with these markets. I cannot tell you how much has been lost in my 401k because if I look, I'll go absolutely positively out of my mind. (laughs) Like that. But these money market accounts are paying like 5%. Why aren't I pulling my money out of out of whatever fund or whatever stock and, and just put it there for a while and taking advantage of these interest rates in the other way and just kind of let it ride? Maybe that's too safe of a plan. Maybe that's a risky plan. I don't know. I don't get to decide for you. I think that what happens when there's unrest that there is panic and, and, and with what we're seeing economically, I'm just, I think that we're, we're, we're certainly in it. I think that of course we're in recession and I don't think things get better anytime soon. You know, the expression, I've been saying it a lot lately. Um, strong men make good times and good times uh, make weak men and weak men make hard times and hard times make strong men. I think that's true for women, ladies. not trying to leave you out there all right um i I think we are now officially in the hard times. We talk about it economically, we talk about with with the country, we talk about globally with china and 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 with uh the desire to wipe Israel off the map. um never mind uh Russia. we're in it, and I don't think that ends anytime soon. Now, it's not me trying to be negative. That's me trying to be rational. Me trying to say it the way it is. I don't think that ends any time soon. I think we're in the hard times. And I think that we are overrun with weak, lousy, shallow men and weak, lousy, shallow women. Now, when I say overrun... I don't mean overwhelmed. I think there are more strong men and more strong women than there are the weak and the shallow. Sometimes they need a little help showing the strength. Sometimes they need to be reminded that they're not alone. Sometimes they have to be reminded that they have to be willing to risk it. Whatever it is. The financial, uh, the friends, the... um. The the, the the celebrity or the popularity whatever the case may be we're in the hard times and i do not want the hard times to last longer than necessary so what i suggest is don't let the hard times just happen to you i think it's a bad idea rather what i would suggest is a proactiveness Now, maybe the proactiveness for you isn't in what we're talking about here regarding uh, investing. Maybe that's not it, right? Maybe that's not it. Maybe it's in uh, organizing. Maybe it's in fundraising. Maybe it's whatever the case may be. Maybe it's in your local school board. And by the way, run for your local, local school board. Who cares what these progressives say? Of course, there are some books that shouldn't be in school libraries. The best is when they have uh, some kind of celebration and say, for, for banned books, these people are banning books. Come see the books they're banning. You mean you have the book right here that's been banned? Well, of course, look at how they banned this book. But you have it right there in front of you and I could pick it up and read it right now. Well, of course, but they banned the book. Yes, they did. That's an actual argument had by adults. <laughs> ridiculous shameful and ridiculous i don't know what it is for you just like in when it comes to investing i don't know i don't know how you should do it but what i know is is that our job is to get through the hard times as quickly as possible and that happens by building strong men and strong women and that happens from not being scared but being proactive you got to learn you got to get some focus, and then you got to take proactive steps to make your life better, and then show your kids how that was done so they can make their lives better, and from that we grow. It isn't over. I get the feeling. I understand where people are, but it's no way to live. So, hard times. We're there. Now let's go make some strong men and women. Let's be strong men and women so we can make some strong men and women so we can get out of this and on to the good times. I'm Tony Katz.
1: Like you can solve for the policy. Yes, I would agree with you. But you can solve for the policy. You can't really solve for the personal, right? Doesn't that leave Emmer at the same impasse as everyone else?
0: Uh I don't think so. I I think people are tired of all this. I mean, I really go to the core. If you don't deal with the consequences of the eight who worked with all the Democrats to put it in here, putting a new person up each time, we're going to be in the same place we were before. And you got to fix that to start out with. I mean, the question earlier, are we afraid that we're at such a broken point now that some Republicans may go work with Democrats? That's already taken place. That is what put us in this place. That is why eight people, 4% of our conference, worked with every single Democrat to create the problem we're in now. So thank you all very much. That part is very true. But leave that all to the side. Just an hour ago, it was like we don't have a speaker. What what, what is what is the point? You heard me. Uh, Um, um, Byron Donalds or I'm Mike Johnson. That's where I'm at. The House Republicans picked Tom Emmer. Guys, it's a freaking clown show. It's ridiculous on ridiculous... Oh, I'll just stop it already. Ridiculous, I say. Because Tom Emmer of Minnesota can't win. It's embarrassing! He can't win! Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Tom Emmer is the pick of the party on the fifth vote in conference. He got 117 votes. Mike Johnson... Got 97. It's interesting, uh, from what I know, uh, Byron Donald started in the 30s and then ended in the 20s. He's just not the choice. My guy, Mike Johnson, number two. I think Johnson can get the vote. Emmer can't. What am I hearing? I'm hearing there's a good dozen plus. Maybe to two dozen. Republicans who won't vote for him on the floor, which means if they bring this thing to the floor, he'll get the same vote count as Jim Jordan on the first go-around. What are we doing? What are we even thinking about? Emmer has history. Emmer has been part of leadership. Emmer would understand how to, to uh, work the system. But if you wanted to get rid of McCarthy and Scalise, Scalise wasn't good enough. Well, then. What does Emmer bring you? What was the point of all of this? To prove that you can screw it up again. If the argument is you're being held hostage by these these people. Well, maybe you are. You better go win more seats. Get a speaker. Get a speaker. Now some people like that Tom Emmer has been doing things much more in the open. He's addressing everything out in the open. Well good. Things should be addressed out in the open. The only way we know uh I know that we live in a free society is that this is happening out in the open. This embarrassment is happening out in the open, this Groundhog Day of, of of a thing. I don't think I have any share. That's my problem. My problem is I don't have any. Oh, I do have some share. Yeah, but I need babe. I got you, babe, to represent Groundhog Day. This is not going to work. Do you that's not going to. That's not, I also have this. I don't know if the German's apropos here or not. Dance party can't hurt. No, I'm alone, search, Emmer can't get the vote. He can't do it. If you don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> they shouldn't even try. They shouldn't even try. Mike Johnson might be able to get the vote. But I'll say this, if Mike Johnson can't get the vote, I have no idea. I have no idea what these Republicans are going to do with getting a speaker and getting back to regular order. And we're tick-tock to the appropriations bills. That'd be November 17th to end the continuing resolution. This is Tony Katz today.